Uh, we're going to just look at the Easter story. Um, we're going to read again the passage that um, uh, Becca read right at the beginning, but we're going to look, I'm going to read it from Luke uh, chapter 24 from the message. And then when Becca, is Be- where is Becca? Is she coming back? When she comes back, can you ask her? Right, where did you go? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Becca, when <laughs> could you read the verses, Luke 24, in a moment from the ESV, but we'll read it. I'm going to read it from the message um, first. Luke 24, at the crack of dawn on Sunday, the women came to the tomb carrying the burial, spice, carrying the burial s- spices they had prepared. They found the entrance stone rolled back from the tomb, so they walked in. But once inside, they couldn't find the body of the Master Jesus. They were puzzled, wondering what to make of this. And then out of nowhere, it seemed, two men, light cascading over them, stood there. The women were awestruck and bowed down in worship. And then the men said, why are you looking for the living one in a cemetery? He's not here, but raised up. Remember how he told you that when we were still back in Galilee, that he had to be handed over to sinners, be killed on a cross, and in three days rise up. And then they remembered Jesus' words. They left the tomb and broke the news of all this, the eleven and the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them kept telling these things to the apostles, but the apostles didn't believe a word of it. Shame on them. So they, they thought they were making it all up. But Peter jumped to his feet and ran to the tomb. He stood and looked in and saw a few grave clothes. That's all. And he walked away puzzled, shaking his head. Um, I just need to let you know. No, not now. Sorry, we'll do it in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. This is a picture of, um, of a coach park. Um, so... In May, uh, Jill and I and some friends, we went, to, uh, we went out to Jerusalem. We just had a few days holiday out there. It was really nice. Uh, and this, you can see the really nice coach park. Do you know what else it is? It's, this is where they think Golgotha is. Can you see those two eyes? It does look a little bit like a Darth Vader helmet sort of thing, but can you see those two eyes on the right-hand side? That's where they... they that, so, you know, just on... You can see it. Just a bu- Can you see it? Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. Well done, Simon. <laughs> right. this, so this is where they think Golgotha is. This is where, probably where Jesus was crucified. Now a coach park. And then could you go on to the next one, Simon? This is not the actual tomb where they think Jesus was buried because... That tomb has now become like a massive church and it's all a little bit glitzy. But what they have done is that right next to the coach park that they've created a garden that is very, very similar. And it's a similar style. But this is another tomb that is from the same era that they found that would look exactly like the tomb that Jesus was buried in. And it was just really interesting. We went there for a holiday and just... But it was really fascinating just to go and see actually what it was like. So if we can, um, we'll have that um, just on the, in, the, in the background, if that's okay. We're going to read the other verses in a moment. But Easter basically is the story of new hope. Easter is the story of a new day breaking in. 
Easter is the story of the, the old going and the new coming. It's, a, it's a, like a fresh beginning. It's the, this moment where sort of like God says, okay, I want you now to turn over a new leaf. This is a fresh day for you. This is something new and good that I'm going to give to you. It's a day when all the bondage from the past was broken. And instead, Jesus says, now this is a new day of hope for you. Fresh hope. I think that's what Easter is all about. And, that, and that's why these women, they, they ran to the tomb. They were there right at the very beginning when this fresh new day of hope broke into the world. Who likes early morning? Come on, there must be some people like early morning. I love the early morning. First, she calls me fluffy, and then she calls me a liar. It's not very good. No. But the thing is, so I, I'm not a natural like morning person, but there are some times, and it, it tends to be often when I'd go away on holiday, and I'd because we often camp, you just get you wake up early, and then you go outside and you think, oh, this is glorious sunshine, and then you just you sit out in the sun. And then you think, okay, it's like, I don't know, very early in the morning, the birds are just like singing. And there's something about the freshness of a new day that is unbelievable. And it's quiet and it's still. And you think the day lies ahead of you. And that is what Easter is about. It's about a fresh new day of God's blessing. In fact, every time the sun comes up, we should say, this is a reminder of the Easter story, God's fresh day of blessing on us. These women, uh, do you know how many women that were that ran to the tomb? Oh, wait a minute, we were going to read the, um... oh, we'll read it in a minute. How many women were there that ran to the tomb? Does anyone know? It's a minimum of five. Yeah, oh, fancy that. But it was Mary Magdalene. Joanna, Mary, mother of the James, and then it says, and the other women. So there must have been at least two others. So these two, these like five minimum women went to the tomb and they just ran there. But they were there at the very, very beginning of the day that history was completely changed. It was the women that went there. They were so hungry to see something odd that actually they were there when this new day broke in. So, Becca, could you come and read for us? Um, and if we could stick it on there, uh, Sam, and that'd be really helpful. So we're going to read it this time from the same 12 verses uh, from the ESV. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel, and as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. 
he saw the linen cloths by themselves and he went home marvelling at what had happened. Brilliant. Thanks, Becca. Can I just ask you, how do you think these women felt when they were going to the tomb? Sorry? Sad? Yeah. Why were they sad? Jesus was dead. It's obvious. Thank you. But do you know what? I think they, they were feeling sad, weren't they? They were feeling discouraged. They were feeling like broken. They had put every bit of hope into, this, in, into Jesus. They believed him. They believed that when Jesus said, I am the hope, they had believed him. They'd put all their hope into him. And now I think they must have been phenomenally discouraged. Because they think this person that we put all our hope in is dead. And you're thinking, I don't know if you've ever had like dreams that you've had for your life and you just think, oh, they're just shattered. They're just broken, these dreams. Utterly broken. I think they were discouraged. And then it says that they were confused. They were really like perplexed, it says, because they looked in this tomb and they thought, look, this is not what I was expecting. I was expecting to see the body of this person that we loved lying there, and I can't see him. And they just say, what is going on? I, I, and I don't know, have you ever feel in life that circumstances like, are thrown at you, and you just think, I have no idea what's going on. No idea. I'm totally confused, and I'm utterly perplexed. It then says that they were hugely frightened because they were in there discouraged probably slightly depressed confused and perplexed and then suddenly these two angels clothed in white stand there what would you do i would not shake their hand and say oh happy easter i think oh my what stop and then they were on the floor they were frightened they were petrified I mean, I don't know what it must be like to encounter that level of supernatural, but they were just like on the floor. So you've got these, these at least five women, maybe more, discouraged, perhaps slightly depressed, confused, perplexed, frightened, and then they see something, <laughs> and then they go and tell all their friends, and what do all their friends do? All right, thanks, ladies. Yeah, well done. Yeah, <laughs> go and have a lie down. I think we're all a bit we're all a bit tired. We're all a bit emotional. Go and have a rest, and then we'll see a different perspective. <laughs> they had seen God's new day breaking in. They'd seen it, and yet they weren't believed. And I, all I want to just say to you is that. Never rely on your emotions to give you a good account of what is really happening, okay? Your, your, my emotions are not a good indicator of what God is doing. And never confuse difficult circumstances with the fact that God doesn't have a plan. And sometimes we think, oh, life is going really bad. Everything's falling apart. God does not love me. God has not got a plan for my life. Let me just tell you that what the Bible says is this, that God knows you, he loves you, and he's got a plan for your life. And I would rather believe that, that all the smir smirling, swirling emotions that are going on inside of me. I just think I can't rely on my emotions. 
life was difficult for these women. All their dreams had been dashed. They thought it was going to go one way, and yet suddenly it turned around. But God had got a plan. He'd got a plan for a new day to break in. And his plan started with the cross when Jesus willingly gave himself up to die on the cross. I still, I don't know really know why, but I still remember the moment when like, like the penny dropped for me when I, I think I was probably about a 10-year-old boy. Okay, so I'm how, 56. So 46 years ago, I remember <laughs> sitting on my bed and the penny dropped and I thought, oh my word, Jesus is forgiving me for all the wrong things that I've done. And I just need to let you know, my family, was, I was a fairly feral boy, okay? And I did do a few things that weren't particularly helpful. I, I, I do remember at one point, like, firing all my air rifles in the house and being really upset when my parents were annoyed. And I'm thinking, why? What's wrong with doing that? And I remember them taking these, like, air rifles away from me so I couldn't play with them. And I think, oh, what are you doing? But I just, I'd suddenly realised at that point all the wrong things that I'd done in my life. Now, Jesus was going to forgive me. But I thought that, I didn't think that that was right because I thought, look, I need to be punished for what I've done wrong. I, I can't just let somebody else be punished. I need, I need to pay the price for it. It's like... And I don't know if you've ever had that thought, that it's not logical, it's not rational, that if I do something wrong, somebody else can pay the price for it. Does anyone, does anyone else ever feel perplexed by that? How come, like, I'm here, a 56-year-old man that likes, like, gardening and watching rugby, and I live in North London, how on earth does the death of somebody 2,000 years ago have any impact on me? Does that, not, does that not really mess with your head? Thinking, how does that work? It's just weird. Now, the thing is that if, if Jesus was just an ordinary man, his death could just be seen as like a tragic event in history. But to be honest, it wouldn't have any impact on me. It would be just a sad moment when a, a man died out in the Middle East. But what if Jesus was more than just a man? What if he was who he said he was? What if Jesus wasn't just some random man, but the divine Son of God sent from heaven to save us from our sins? What if Jesus, the whole point of Jesus was that he was the Son of God and he was sent for one purpose, that my sins might be forgiven? That would make all the difference. And I think sometimes I look at it from my point of view and it doesn't make sense. But I think God is saying it. Now look at it from my point of view instead. From God's point of view, it accomplished everything. Jesus sent his son and from, I always, I'm quite egocentric. I always want to see it from my point of view. But it actually, if I can see Jesus' death from God's point of view, he said, no, I sent my son that he might die, that you might have life if you repent 
and turn to me. And that's where it comes a matter of faith. I'm going to trust that what Jesus said about himself is true. Jesus willingly submitted to his Father's will. Jesus died because, for one reason, he loves you and he wants you to spend eternity with him. And then if you turn to him, if you don't turn away from God, but if you turn towards him, you can have eternal life. Christ will come and live in your life. So that is why the, that the, the crucifixion was so important. But why is the resurrection so important? Why is the, I don't know, maybe just, can anybody tell me? What, why is the resurrection so important? I thought you were clapping then, Michelle. There was a fly, yeah. Why is the resurrection so important? He, he, the thing is that, that the resurrection is so... If somebody once found the bones of Jesus, we'd be in trouble. Do you know? We would be in trouble. Because Jesus conquered death. That's the whole point. That actually, no, Jesus conquered death so that we might have life, so that we might have eternal life. At one point, I will breathe my last and I'll go into, I'll go into the ground and this mortal body will, will rot away. But my soul will be in the presence of Jesus straight away. And then there will come a moment where doo -doo -doo -doo, we'll hear this trumpet and Jesus will return. And then these, all these mortal bodies will rise up and we'll live in a new heavens and a new earth and we'll see Jesus face face to face and it will be amazing but that Jesus when when Jesus when he was lying in this tomb stone cold dead and then at one point he was dead and then at some point he went <gasps> he took a breath he was dead, and he took a breath and he came back to that was the moment when death was defeated and that is the moment that we have eternal life. If we turn to Jesus, he said, that's the whole story of Easter. Life comes, it's a new day. Bondage from the old is broken. Bondage to death. Bondage to sin is broken. Do I still sin? Yes, I do. Do I have to sin? No, I don't, because the life of Jesus can come and live within me. So the resurrection is quite important. It's absolutely vital because a new day has come. And I, I don't know whether you, if you've been a Christian for many, many years, or if you're, not, if you're not really sure if you're a Christian, or if you've been a Christian in a short period of time, you just need to know that the life of the Holy Spirit is coming to you. Breaking bondages from the past, breaking history that is unhelpful, breaking all these things. And a new day of life is here through the resurrection. The other reason the resurrection is important, one, it defeated death. And two, it's because Jesus was saying, look, I told you so. <laughs> I told you. All these things that I said about myself, they're true. And when he came back to life, he had that great moment and said, look, I have now defeated death. I am who I said I am. Romans 1 verse 3 says this, concerning Jesus, that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. The resurrection changed everything. And God now has a plan for you. He has a plan for humanity. He has a plan for the church. And he does have a plan for you.
Right now, he has a plan for humanity. We might, we might think, okay, the world is falling apart. We don't know what's happening in Ukraine. We keep praying about Ukraine. We don't know what's happening politically. We don't know all of these different things. But God does have a plan for us. He has a plan for humanity that we would turn to Jesus. He has a plan for the church. He has a plan for us to be working together with lots of different churches. We have a plan with Martin there in the, the home. Martin, hello, mate. He, this is Martin from the, the night shelter. He runs the night shelter. You're a star. <laughs> you go to the dinner with a priest, but we love you. <laughs> so he's the man that runs all the night shelter. But we have a plan for doing all of these things to bringing the kingdom of God. He has a plan for the church. He has a plan for a new day. And also, just to say, there are all, so many stories at the moment of God doing a new thing in the church. Did you know that? There are. And now, I don't really know how to what to do it but there are stories of of churches around the world where they're just thinking oh God is breaking in God is pouring his Holy Spirit out on the church in a new way and I think I want to be hungry for that I want to be really hungry for what God is doing and he has a plan not only for humanity and the church he has a plan for you he has a plan for you and sometimes we, we think I'm just muddling through life. I'm either tired or depressed or I'm not really sure. I'm confused. I'm perplexed or I'm bored. I don't know. I just need to let you know God has a plan for your life. And it's a plan with his life and the life of the Holy Spirit pouring out into you. I just want to, to finish actually and then we're going to just pray. But some of these women, when they went to the tomb, I just wanted to ask them, ask the question, how did these women step into this new day for what God had for them? Because they didn't know that it was a new day that was happening, but they went and did something. And there's a few things. Firstly, it says they went. Early in the morning, they went. And, you know, sometimes we just have to go and do something. I was talking with Simona earlier about going to Malta. There's a, a few of us are going to Malta. You're really welcome to come. I don't really know what's going to happen when we go to Malta for four days. But all I know is that we're just going to go and see, is God going to use us? And it might be quite fun. And we might see some people saved. And we might see some people healed. But I don't really know what we're going to do. But I do know that these women, they, just, they thought they didn't just sit around and do nothing. They just went and did something. And God breathed into it. And sometimes, actually, we need to do that. We just need to think, okay, I'm going to go and do something. The second thing they did is they just listened to the supernatural. I, I want to... The reason we've asked Wendy Mann to come is that, as Jerry said, she lives... She's so committed to living a supernatural life. It's extraordinary. She's like, she's not one step ahead of us. She's probably two or three steps ahead of us. That her life, she wants to see God's supernatural power breaking. She wants to pray for people all the time. She wants to see God working miraculously. She wants to break strongholds of depression and all of these things. And, and actually, she's just longing for that. But these women that went to the grave, they, they saw the supernatural. They saw these angels. And they were frightened. But you know what? They listened to what the angel, angels were saying. 
And then the last thing they said was this, that there came a moment when the penny dropped. You know, it said, they said, do you, the angel said to these women, do you remember what Jesus said? That I have to die, be buried for three days and come back to life. And they thought he was just talking some sort of like metaphor or parable or something like that. But now they suddenly, re oh, oh, that's what you said. To you. you really meant it. And if we want to step into the new day of what God has got for us, sometimes we need to make him move. Sometimes we need to listen to the supernatural. And sometimes we need to listen to what God is saying to us, to remember and to hear all that the Lord has said to us. It's a new day. I'm trusting that God is going to break out and bring joy and faith and mercy and grace. That when we've been caught up in bondage and all sorts of things, no, this is a new day of God wanting to bring blessing into your life. Can I just ask you to stand for a moment? Are you guys ready to? <clears throat> um, just come out. So... Um, this is going to be interesting. But I, I just asked these, you, I, I don't know, you saw me speaking to them, but I said to them in the middle of the service, why don't you just like ask God for any prophetic thing, anything that is just that you feel God's laid on your heart, that it will be an encouragement. I just need to say, this isn't like a magic show, okay? It's not like people... But sometimes... That, you know, Jesus had words of knowledge for, for the woman at the well. And he said, I know all about you. And God wants to break it. And actually, we want to be people who are open to the prophetic. And actually, that God will speak to us. So if you've got, if you've got anything that's encouraging, edifying, and builds people up, please be open to share that. Who's going to go first? Linda. Oh, well, I, all morning I've had this terrible backache here. So if anybody's got a back problem, I'm... More than happy to pray for healing for you. Brilliant. Has anyone got back pain? Maria? Anyone else got back pain? Yeah, a few people over there. Okay. So would, would you be happy just to come down and can you just... Have you got anything else you wanted to share, Linda? Okay, cool. Okay. If you've got back pain, just come over here and then Linda will just... Come on, <laughs> Everything aches for Maria. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jill, who you got? Um, so actually, it was when we were in worship. I just felt God say, "It's a morning to go back to basics," and I don't know what's gone on. I feel like it's a specific word for some people, and I felt. Like God's saying, you know, actually you've heard what the resurrection story is. And I, I don't even know what your experience of church is. I feel like it might be about church a little bit as well. And I, f I feel God says he just wants to cut through anything that's come against all that and say, you know, he is the Lord and he loves you. And, and he says your response needs to be like, you know, the woman who'd lost her coin and she goes into a house and she sweeps it out. And I feel God says, you know, there's some stuff you just need to sweep away, take your eyes off those things, and just to keep your eyes on God, because he is faithful, and he will bring you through. And um, there was also when we were... Do you want to... Why don't, okay. Pete, Pete, then come back to him. 
Just take it in turn, I think. Yeah, I just... Um... Yeah, I just... Um, all day, uh, this one, I've just had this word, the reminding of Jesus when he says, it is finished. And I just feel there are some people here that need to hear that. That actually, you kind of still don't believe that actually Jesus has done it for you. And Jesus says, this is what I just feel God this morning wants to let you know that you don't have to work it out. That he says, it's a bit like the thief on the cross who recognised that Jesus was the Messiah. And he says, today you will be with me in paradise. There was no course to go on. There was nothing to do. Just a belief in Jesus. And, and I feel this morning that, that the enemy sometimes comes along and he says, ah, oh, but what about that in your past? And what about that? And just God this morning just says, no, it is finished. Amen. It is finished. The past has been paid for. Mm. This morning is Easter Sunday when Jesus rose Amen. again. Amen. You are a new creation. Mm. A new creation. Amen. So I think the other word I had was um, it was just looking at the stage, and I feel somebody feels like you're you're actually you're part of some elaborate theatre production, and it's not real. And God says, you know, I've come to give you a, a good, a, I've come to give you purpose. You know, when you were in your mother's womb, I, I I saw you, I created you, I have good plans for you, and that actually it's not a rehearsal or it's not a play. There's no kind of weird stuff going on, but God has good plans for you and he wants to help you to, to live in the goodness of that. Yeah, and this is um, it's a real, it's really strange. It's a word for Dan. Um, and ever since I've met you, I just, I've just feel God just wants to say that he's, I feel like you're creative. He's equipped you. And he, I just feel like God this morning just says he wants you to dream dreams. And I feel this morning he just says, you know what? He says, nothing is impossible with me. Mm. And I just feel he says, you know what? If your journey with me, we can go to places that you cannot imagine. But I just feel this morning, he just wants to let you know how much you are loved. Mm. How special you are to him. And he just says, you are my son. But I just feel he says, I've given you a creative gift. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but I just feel he says, you know, there are things that we can do together and he just says walk with me and you will get the desires of your heart brilliant thanks heavenly father we just ask that you would you would come and fill us with your holy spirit Holy Spirit, we give space, Lord, to you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come fill our hearts with affection for you. Burn away anything that is not of you. As we forgive us, as we confess our sins, would you forgive us? I felt that, that word when Pete said, no, it's a new day. The old has gone. I feel God wants to miraculously break in. And when we constantly look back to our past, no, Jesus says that he's gone. It is done. It's finished. 
want you now to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit.